Hi. Hi. Welcome to the lunch table, Anna. Thank you. You're here with Malik Beck. Here. So first, first and last name. I already know your first and last name, but to the people who don't know. Yes, my name is um, Anna Augusta. Okay. And you're from? I'm from Michigan originally, and then I came to Chicago about three and a half years ago. Mm, Okay, what was the reason for the move? Moved because I wanted to actually pursue music full time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I came here to go to Columbia College. Mm, How's that been? It's been great. I'm a senior this year. Things are going good, and I'm just looking forward to getting through this school year and Mm -hmm. doing real life. (laughs) Real life things. Real life things, yes. So, um, with that being said, around what age did you get into music? I was five when I got into music. Um, actually, my parents had no idea that I could sing at all. I don't have any musical people in my family. Really? Yeah. No and aunts, uncles? None. Nothing. And so, um, I was chosen for a solo in my like music class in school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I sang at the holiday concerts. Really? Yep. Just the one part? Or yeah, just, like sang, just sang literally the line, Oh Ho the Mistletoe. So is it like that video of the girl who like sings and why everybody else is like half sleep at the recital? <laughs> yes. You're the kid that's just I'm going. the one that came out in the middle of the group mm-hmm. and just went in. So was that the only thing you wanted to be at the age of five or? Um, you know, I think that at the age of five, I didn't really actually know what I wanted to be. I also told my dad that I wanted to be a professional cheerleader. Um, and that's because he was obsessed with football. So every time we'd turn the game on, I told him that I would be the cheerleader for that. What but team? What team did you add for? I actually don't even know. I'm not a sports girl. <laughs> I'm not a sports I am not, no. I just root for the Packers, and I'm right. not really big okay. on sports after that. There you go. Um, so you're one of like the few people I know who's gotten on Apple Music, gotten their music on there. Mm-hmm. But you're the first person I know who got their music on Apple Music. How does that come about? Uh, um, yeah, so I am an independent artist as of now, um, okay. so I do everything on my own time. And so basically that includes like me being my own business person. So I'm online trying to figure out how to make things happen, and that was one of the things that we got to, got to work out, so yeah. So with being independent, does that mean manager? What all does independent mean for like people like me who isn't in music? For sure. So for me, um, I'm an independent artist. I'm not signed to any labels or anything. Um, I do all of my work on my own. So as of now, I don't have a manager. So you're Um, like going out there and you're scouting. Yeah, I basically have two sides. So I'm I'm my own artist, obviously, but then I have to switch into business mode sometimes when I'm dealing with like booking shows and making connections for studio time and budget and all that. You do that. all that yourself. I do all of that. I do all of it, yeah. See, so most people have a manager. Yes. You do it all yourself. I do it all myself as of now, yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> is there a reason no manager or is it just like I'm just going to keep doing it all yeah, myself? Yeah, I, I think that, I, I mean, I just started out working on my own stuff for mm-hmm. my own stuff. And so I do collaborations with other artists, but... Um, it's just kind of like a growing progression. So as of now, it's just still just me, and I'm just making it happen the best I can. That's pretty inspiring. That's really cool. Thank you. So I listened to Greenhouse. Did you? The other day at 5 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. I was like, sleep. I worked all day. Uh Then I'm like, I'm interviewing Anna. Uh Let me listen to it. (laughs) And we talked before that I'm not big on R&B and soul all the way. So I listened to it, and I was like, whoa. 
One of my favorite songs is Never Fall. Oh, yeah. Uh And I'd already heard it and seen the video. Yeah, yeah. So if you could give me the background behind, excuse me, the name Greenhouse. Yes. And just everything, like, how'd that all come about? Yeah, yeah. So um, Greenhouse, the name of it actually didn't come together until I was basically done writing the whole project. Um, Yeah, and it started with just me writing different songs individually. The first one I wrote was Never Fall, um, which was my first single I put out last October, so just about a year ago. October? Yeah, last October. It's been just about a year. Yeah, thank you. See, I thought it came out like, wow, it's been a year? Yeah, it's been almost a year. Jeez, I didn't think it was been a year. Yeah, yeah, and then from there, like, the other songs were just... It basically was like, um, the project is a year long talking about growth within my life. So uh, there's five tracks. um, And basically when I came up with the idea for the cover, like the actual name Mm -hmm. Greenhouse, it basically meant like the, my internal growth, um, like encapsulated on the outside. So like a greenhouse, like there's things growing on the inside. Really? And so it's basically just like a journey about my life. And yeah, and it's my first project, so. So with that being said, I wanted to know, like, do you do your own writing? I do. Yeah, I write all my own songs. Really? Yeah. See, because some people that have like, what would it be, a ghostwriter? Yeah, or a, a team of writers and stuff. Yeah. And no, you just I, have your own. Yeah. So yeah. It's like so your I own write, pain and own heartbreak. That's yeah. Wonderful. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I wrote all the songs on the project, um, and then basically the way that the process works is like. I write everything, but I'm not a producer, so I team up with um, I teamed up with three different people for this project: um, Quinn Cochran, Joshua Griffin, and Benny Ramos. Okay. And those are my three producers for the project. Um, so yeah, I come to them with my ideas, and mm-hmm. that includes like melodies, uh, lyrics, stuff like that, and ideas for how I want the music to sound. And then they kind of take it from there, and we go into production and then I'm in the studio and tracking and then I come out with a project essentially. Jeez, do you pick like your own release date and everything? Yeah. All me. Uh, yeah. It's see, I'm just quite blown away. I did not know yeah. all this. I just yeah. knew Anna, this one person. Uh-huh. I didn't know. Wow, this yeah. is interesting. Uh-huh. So I wanted to know, like, because of five song EP. Yes. What about each song? What would you say we should take away from those songs? Yeah. Um, well, each song is different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like each song was written in a different headspace, um, depending on what I was going through. Mm-hmm. But I think that I really like to leave my stuff up to interpretation, too. Like, whatever you hear when you listen to it is what you're going to take from it. But for me, for example, Never Fall, I wrote that off of a quote. Um, and the quote is, there's a way to rest in the trees. Really? It's one of my favorite quotes. And it basically means that with life, there's ups and downs, obviously. And so, like, when one bad thing happens, we want to crash to the floor, and it's hard to get back up again. And basically, the quote means that when something bad happens, whoever you believe in or whatever you believe Mm -hmm. in, that's your belief system, and it helps you take a rest and then get up to start flying again. Wow. So instead of crashing all the way to the floor. So that's what that song is about for me. But then again, like... For me, it's related to God and believing in God, but I know that 
it's open. I'm open to interpretation for whatever people hear when they listen to it. So. And which I found out you're religious as yeah. well, mm -hmm. which I already had already kind of knew, but I didn't yeah. know it that much. Yeah. You go to church today? I do. Yeah. Um, I kind of took a long while trying to find like my home church here in the city. Okay. Um, but I go to People Church. It's in Wicker Park in the city, and okay. I love it. It's a great church. And People Church. I have to check that one out. Yeah, for sure. Are you in the choir at all? I'm not in the choir there. I did sing for them once. Um, kind of been singing through school and, and mm -hmm. whatnot, and I would love to sing, like have an actual position in a in a church choir. But since with with school be going on and like being busy with everything, I, I don't as of now. So with being, I don't want to label you as like an R and B soul artist because uh -huh. you're just like growing. Uh -huh. But what would you label yourself? Or I'm not going to ask you that. Don't label yourself. Okay. But how did you get into making R&B and soul yeah, type music? Yeah, for sure. Um, so when I was younger, I kind of feel like that's just like where my voice naturally fit. Um, I really loved Adele when I was like 15 or so. I mean, and she's great. Yeah, great soulful voice. And yeah, I don't know. I just started singing and that's kind of what I naturally like to sing and, and what people told me about my voice is that mm -hmm. I had a soulful vibe to it. And so I kind of just kept going with what felt natural to me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I fell into that genre. Is it hard to break out of Michigan and then to Chicago with one to do soul music? Is there like a soul scene in Michigan? Like um, that, I mean, that part of from where you're from, not right. saying Michigan as a whole, but. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, my hometown, um, I love it, but I mean, no, there's not a huge mm -hmm. music industry or music scene there at mm -hmm. all. Um, really, I mean, Detroit is my mm -hmm. is the closest big city that I'm to that definitely has a soul scene. Yeah, like the Motown, Motown and right? Motown and everything. So, yeah, it, I mean, it definitely does have a large presence there. But mm -hmm. um, for me, I I know of Detroit and I emerged into the music scene there a little bit. But mm -hmm. my move and, and my biggest things have really happened here in Chicago. Really? So, yeah. What's the next step? For me, the next step, um, if you would have asked me this before September 5th, which was my release date, mm -hmm. that was the step. I wanted to get the project out. I really had been working on this hard for the past year. Um, and now that the project is out, I think that my biggest thing is just pushing it. Uh, I want to keep performing live, growing with, uh, performing at new venues around the city. and. I'm still writing. I'm working on new stuff now. Um, so maybe the next step is a full full length project, and then also just growing with my performances and my artistry and all of that good stuff. And then you're getting so much press. I mean, Fake Shore. Yeah, I did. What was that USC? Sure. Was that yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I read the whole thing. I was yeah, like, this yeah. is great. Uh, Study Breaks was one of the blogs mm -hmm. that that I got on. How's that feel? Feels really good. Did you have to like send them something, or they just like knew it and they're like here? It's yeah, no. Like... Study breaks. Um, study breaks actually reached out to me, and it was, I I hadn't heard of them at the time, and it was just a, a girl sent me an email. Um, I have a an artist email that I I regulate and mm -hmm. um, get help regulating and stuff, and yeah, no, it just it kind of worked out. It worked out really well. Like that's just crazy. Like, in was that California and. Chicago. It's a whole new world for me. I mean, I... And you run it all yourself. Like, yeah. You do everything. As of now, I do it all, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> but yeah, Fake Share was, a, Fake Share was a, really, a really big deal to me that was really cool because, I mean, um, for me, I didn't expect to get on it mm -hmm. just because 
it is a hip hop blog and I'm an R&B soul artist. Um, so yeah, I was really honored to be on it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I saw it and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I told I, I geeked out a little bit when I when I heard that. I that did. Was a thing. And I'm like, this <laughs> right. isn't even me. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. like, I can't sing for anything. Yeah, like, but wow. it was it was really it was a really cool opportunity. So that was interesting. Yeah. So what would you say to let's say five year old you oh my gosh. back then? Right. Right now. What would you say to her? I don't think that five year old me even knew who I am to this day. But I would just tell her to just run with it. Just, you know, if, if I felt like singing was my thing, I, I kind of went through a phase where when I was deciding what college to go to, I didn't know if I was going to come here in Michigan State. Um, I come from a big Michigan State family. My dad went there. Both of my older sisters went there. My little brother now goes there. So I am literally the only kid in my family not to go. Um, and so when it came to that time, I applied. I got in. And so it was between there and here. And... I, there's like no doubt in my mind that I'm supposed to be here. Like I was always supposed to be here. I'm so happy that I'm here. Um, so if I could talk to myself at the age of five, I'd probably just say, believe in yourself and go with what feels right, even if it's not, you know, what everyone else around you is doing. That's great. And we talked before, earlier, that you're the middle child. I am the middle child. The middle child broke the whole cycle of yeah, everybody going to Michigan Yeah, I guess, State. right. I See, am. I told you, something about middle children. You did say that, yeah. <laughs> you said that the middle, the middle kids are always the crazy ones. I don't know. So you said Adele's an influence. Yeah. The other influences that you have? For sure, yeah. Um, Adele was kind of back when I was like 15 years old. Then I started to break more into learning more about the R&B world and stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Nowadays, I, I, I always gravitate towards a lot of British artists for some reason. I don't know really? why. Um, yeah, but I really love this woman, Leanne Le Havis. Um, she's like an R&B, soul, um, kind of jazzy British artist. And then also Nao is a really great um, R&B artist that I love to look to. And then like local artists, I actually love Erin Allen Kane. She's a big one. She's more like live, big live presence, um, but I love her work and what she does and yeah. Wow. All good artists, yeah. That's just like a bunch of people I need to check out. Yes, yeah, for sure. Check them out. You, you know, like, usually people, you ask them that question, they give you, like, people you already know. Uh -huh. These are people I don't know. So okay. I'm like, I really need to check them for out. For sure. Please wow. do that. Wow, that was yeah. really great. Uh -huh. So I've already kind of asked you what's the next steps. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I ask everybody that comes on this podcast. In the next five years? Yeah, five years. So, like, when I am 26. So I'm 21 now. Mm -hmm. In five years, I'll be 26. In five years, I want to be going on some type of tour. Your own or just anything? Yeah, um, either. Okay. Yeah, I, I would love to break into touring. Um, so whether that's I'm the opener on a tour or, or it's me doing my independent work and, you know, more on a small basis, that's cool too, but I, I want to tour. Um, I think that... I think that it's important to have a mix between, for me in particular as an artist, um, I love live performance and I love recording and writing. And so they're two actually completely different worlds to me. And so I want to make sure that I'm constantly growing in both. So, you know, I know for a fact that I will be writing. I mean, that's just something I naturally always do. Um, so I'll be in the studio working on new stuff, but I just, I want to keep working with new people, keep collaborating with artists that I look up to if I can get to that point. And just trying to make things happen for myself. Who's an artist? 
who's an artist. If, uh, like if Adele DM'd you right now somehow and was like, hey, you want to collaborate? That would be awesome. I would love to work with Chance, the really? rapper. Yeah, I love hip-hop music. Um, oh, believe me. We yeah. have the mutual friend. Right. Anything all night in the whole rap Oh, part. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, worked with, I've worked with a few hip-hop artists around yeah. here. And, um, yeah, no, I, I, I love that world. I think that hip-hop music is amazing. Um, so I think it'd be really cool to work with someone like Chance just because mm-hmm. he's so musical at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Chance the Rapper would be a dream. Um, Adele would be awesome. I mean, of course, the huge, huge stars, Beyonce and all that good stuff. But you never know. It can happen. It can totally happen. I'm not ever going to say that it can't happen because I've seen really cool things happen to people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, Rocky Jones, she graduated from Columbia um, two springs ago, and she just got a placement. She now, her single, Beautiful, is the theme song to a new Lifetime TV show. Really? Just got that news. Yeah, so I'm like, I look to people like her, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is so inspiring, and, like, these things can actually happen, and these are people that are around me, you know? So... I'm a huge believer that anything can happen if you like work hard enough. I feel like 2018, your music is gonna be on a TV show, TV oh, show or movie. That would we, be we so just cool. Put that out there. We're yeah. just gonna put that out there. Throw right it now. in the air. Throw it in the air. What does that put it into existence? We're just gonna put yeah. that out there right yeah, now. Yeah, we're putting it into existence right now. So my last question is, which one would you say is easier or harder, recording or performing live? I know you just touched on it a little bit. Yeah. But like performing live isn't scary to you at all. I mean, I, I get butterflies before I perform, um, but performing live is something that's just such like a in-the-moment energy-based thing that I think that in the moment you think about less, whereas recording for me, there's so many different aspects of recording mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm thinking really hard when I'm, when I'm in it and stuff. Um, but I think that both avenues, I mean, there's a million ways that I want to grow in them, you know? So... Yeah, I definitely feel like I have a good feel for what I know so far, but I listen to all these other artists around me, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. And mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do is watch music festivals and watch the way that people perform, and kind of like, it's like a studying aspect. Okay. You know, and, and just seeing what I naturally do when I perform, and then seeing what other people naturally do, it's first of all cool to see how they react to exactly. their fans and whatnot. But also, like, it's cool. I think it's, like, a way for me to grow with performing as well, so. Well, that was my last question. Right. And I've learned a lot about you. Yeah. That I didn't know from knowing you this long. Yes. Um, where can people reach you at? Yeah, um, follow me on social media. Um, Instagram is my biggest platform. It's Anna, A-N-N-A, underscore, Augusta, A-G-O-S-T-A-7. Uh, Facebook at Anna Augusta. AnnaAugusta.com is my website. And then I'm also on Twitter at Anna Augusta. Okay. So, and they can cop Greenhouse where at Apple Music, yep. definitely. Yep, Greenhouse is on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. Wow. Yeah. That's just amazing. And it's inspiring as well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for yes. being on the lunch table. Yes, yes, for sure. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. For sure. Thank you.